Welcome to Be A Better Baddie. This podcast is your ultimate guide to, of course, become a better baddie. I am Felicia, your host, cheerleader, coach, teacher, and fellow baddie. Every episode that we have is dedicated to helping women navigate through life's ups and downs and, of course, become a more self-aware baddie. At the end of each episode, I'll leave you with a few questions that'll help you process the information you received. And we are going to jump into today's episode, which is about burnout. So burnout, everyone's heard of burnout. The definition that I found was, and I'm obviously going into more detail, but a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So stress and burnout are not the same thing. Um, so burnout was first recognized as a diagnosis in 1974. So that, that, that's a long time. Like I didn't know that before, but long time by the psychologist Herbert Furtenberger, that's his name. Um, and then he said it's just, you know, a physical or a mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. And it's not the same thing as exhaustion, but the two are related. So exhaustion means where you go to a certain point where you can't go any further and then you sort of just, you know, you, you stop because you can't continue physically or mentally. Meanwhile, with burnout, you reach that point where you're completely exhausted but you keep pushing yourself, whether it's for days, weeks, or years. So all of us, I'm not gonna say all, I'm gonna say all of us, because I'm speaking for everyone. All of us have felt burnout at some point where it's like, uh, where is the finish line? Like, where can I actually just sit down and relax? And that's what we're talking about today. So what burnout is, um, how do you know you're feeling it? and how to overcome burnout or try to because it's more of a systemic thing i cannot tell you how to kill capitalism so we're gonna work with what we have here this is a side note that just came to my head though i was watching of course i was on TikTok, and this man from europe he was talking about like how he lives in america for nine months of the year or three months of the year three months of the year he lives in america and he's working in the other nine months he goes back to europe to relax because the two cultures are completely different so it's like he wants to feel that hustle bustle constant going but he will also go to europe where he can relax and re-up in a sense so why exactly are we talking about burnout because I feel burned out and I'm pretty sure a lot of people around me also feel burned out so as millennials we've been known as the burnout generation because we're the generation that was obsessed with our jobs I think the pandemic changed that we were obsessed with our jobs and we didn't get the pay we deserve but also we should be grateful we have a job and burnout doesn't just come from a job like you can have lifestyle burnout you can have relationship burnout like burnout can happen from anything but I think most of the time when we refer to burnout it is in terms of our jobs because we dedicate so much of our time and our day to our job commuting to our job you probably have social events you probably have friends from work it's all connected to work 
so much so that your entire life is work. Um, and I felt like prior to doing research on this article, I felt like I've felt burnout before, but I think now it's a different level of burnout. Um, because now I'm just like, I need to get out of this before it was just like, okay, I just need to make a change, but it, it just, I don't know. There's something, you know, um, and before, like I always thought that burnout had a quick fix and that's where I was mistaken. Again, we see it as something like if we take a vacation or take a few days off work, do some self care, we'll be over it. But there's no quick fix for burnout. You cannot in at the end of the episode, you'll when I name how to combat burnout, self care is not one of them. Remember, I'm a self-care queen. I love a good bubble bath. I love a good journaling session. I love a good walk, you know? I love a good look at my finances and figure out how much money I have. Sometimes I forget, but whatever. But that is, that's me. But that doesn't help burnout. And I feel like working in education, it is a very, I, I don't, burning experience. It's, <laughs> it burns you. Um, and then like I was looking into some of the fields that have the most burnout and the top three are those who work in medicine, those who work in law and those who work in STEM. So I don't know where teachers fit in on that, but teachers are on there. Any job I feel like where you are kind of like a service worker or you are expected to sell your, like you're selling your emotional labor, you know? In a sense, like instead of a construction worker who just goes through the motions, does things like, yeah, they they experience physical exhaustion, but that mental and emotional exhaustion is very tiring. And I think that that's a huge reason why a lot of people or even older generations don't really see how we could be burned out because our jobs are talking to people or our jobs are being on our computer. But being a knowledge-based worker is very, very exhausting. And yeah, that's that's why we're here today. And just to further emphasize like how literally anybody can feel burnout. Like a retail job, a retail worker, like to keep doing the same thing over and over or even having unpredictable schedules or having an being an Uber driver in not knowing who's going to take care of your child or the startup workers. Oh, the tech, the tech girlies, the tech girlies. I don't know. Like I, I, I still think I want to be a tech girly, but the tech girlies, I know y'all be feeling burnout. Like, especially when you work, like looking at the things that Google, for instance, offers like free lunch, free laundry, free gym membership, everything for you to stay at work. And trying to make work seem fun, but sis, we got to find a way out. Like anybody can have burnout regardless of what their profession is, regardless of how much they work, regardless of what they have in their life. Another thing that I wanted to touch on is like even before I get into like more structure, but even women without kids, I think experience so much burnout because 
people in work expect that you don't have anything to do outside of work. You don't have a kid. You don't have a husband to go home to. Why can't you? And this is me speaking from my my job as an educator. Why can't you go out of your way to take this child home? You don't have anything else to spend your money on. Why can't you buy these kids food? Like things like that. And I, it, it is very exhausting to try to, I guess, restructure that narrative. Of course, you can be like me and just be considered as a bitch or selfish because you refuse to do those things. But early on in my career, like as a teacher, I was like, you're right. I don't I don't have anything at home. Let me stay at this school forever. Let me volunteer to do all this stuff. Let me do all this unpaid work. And then let me take children home after that. Like what? That was the true sunken, truly sunken place. Okay, so now we're gonna go into list a few causes of burnout, like officially. And of course, I have all the articles linked in this in the show notes. So if you want to go and figure out where I got this information from, or any of these quotes, it's here. So causes of burnout: lack of recognition or reward reward for your hard work working in a chaotic or high-pressure environment, doing work that's unchallenging, unclear or overly demanding job expectations, feeling like you have little or no, little or no control over your work. Um, I'm reading these and I'm like, yes, that's literally, I feel all these. Okay, and this is, this is in the workplace. So in terms of lifestyle, you can burn out because you are working too much and not making enough time for socializing or self-care. You're not getting enough sleep. You are taking on too many responsibilities without help from others, or you have lack of close supportive relationships. So that's when you feel burned out, just in life in general. Um, and then causes of burnout in terms of your personality, your high achieving type A personality, the need to be in control, the reluctance to delegate to others, a pessimistic view of yourself and the world, or having perfectionistic tendencies and feeling like nothing is ever good enough. So these are, if you identify with any of those and you feel burnt out, um, there you go, there's your reason. Now I did find quizzes to go along with this, but I think it's stupid to give you, you, you you know how you feel. I can't give you a quiz for that. That's not, you don't need a quiz for that. Now there are quizzes. I won't be posting those in the show notes, but there are quizzes that ask you a series of questions to see if you're burned out. And I feel like the fact that you're even taking a quiz to see if you're burned out tells you you're burned out. It's sort of like when you, if you're dating a guy, I used to do this all the time and Google quizzes, should I break up with him? This was early, early quick. Yeah, you should break up with him because you're, t- you're trying to find outside confirmation that you should break up with him. Break up with him, okay? You're burned out. If you feel the need to ask or Google it, you're burned out. So all of these are definitely very relatable. Like I, I identify with a lot of these. And I want to add another one that I didn't see, but I think fear of just fear in general is a cause of burnout because you will work so hard out of fear. 
either fear that you can't pay your bills, fear that your family won't approve of you or won't be proud of you, fear that you won't be this person that you think you are supposed to be. So I guess that would go with personality in a sense, just fear. So now we are going to get into some of the symptoms of burnout. And these can be physical, emotional, or behavioral. So some of the physical ones are you feeling drained and tired all the time, frequent headaches and muscle pain, lowered immunity, so you're getting more sick, um, and then changing your appetite or your sleeping habits. Emotional symptoms are loss of motivation, decreased satisfaction, and sense of accomplishment, having a sense of self-doubt and failure, feeling alone, helpless, or even defeated, and then behavioral, um, it's isolating yourself, procrastinating, and withdrawing from responsibilities, using drugs, alcohol, or food to cope, and or skipping work, coming in late, or leaving early. I've definitely done my fair share of all of these in response to work burnout. So th th these are true. These are true. Um, and then there's this pretty graphic about the five stages of burnout. If you visit my Instagram, you'll see it posted. And it just gives you a brief summary of each of the stages of burnout. And then what I want to get to, which is very important and most relatable to me, black women in burnout. So we've talked about like general causes of burnout, um, the symptoms of burnout, but black women experience a different level of burnout that people don't really talk about, right? We, I, I've talked about it in terms of being a millennial, but what about being a black millennial? So women in general are more likely to experience burnout from work than men because women have less authority in the workplace. And think about black women who have to struggle with microaggressions, lack of opportunities, and the pressure to constantly be on, right? We've experienced more burnout from that. So I read this article on, where was it? I think The Cut, and I will link that as well. And they basically talked to three different black women who were in three completely different professions. One was a physical therapist. One was, I think, like a social media person. And then another one was, I forgot something else. But the article's really, really good. And then one woman stood out to me. So she was, she worked somewhere, not satisfied with her job at all. So as a result of that, she's been searching for other jobs. We all know looking for another job is a job in itself. So she's searching for other jobs. But in, then also she's also pursuing like creating like her own social media presence. So she has this networking series that she's creating. So it's like she's she has one foot in at her current job, but she also has one foot out in trying to, one, get another job where she can have stable income and then to pursue what makes her happy. But she knows she's not making money from that yet. So she knows she needs to find another job. Heavily related to sis on that one. I was like, yes, sis, 
Yes. So then there was this one quote that stood out to me. There's this extra pressure not to be viewed as unproductive. And it made me think about burnout versus laziness. So a lot of people may see people who are burned out, who feel burned out as lazy, especially when they start feeling all those symptoms. So going back to the symptoms, um, coming into work late, leaving early, isolating yourselves from others, procrastinating or withdrawing from your responsibilities, feeling drained and tired. If you're drained and tired going into work, you probably cannot work the right way. Um, unless you're crazy and you want to push through your own mental and physical exhaustion even more. But some of us aren't equipped with that. So there is this extra pressure to not be viewed as unproductive. And I think in general, just in American work culture, like I, I know for a fact, 75% of my work is busy work. I know that for a fact, because some of it doesn't need to be done. Some of it doesn't need to be done by me. Some of it doesn't need to be done to the extent it's done to. So go read that article. It is, it is very, very, it, it's enlightening. Now let's get to the best part, the ending part. How exactly can you combat burnout? So I stated earlier that burnout isn't something you can get rid of. Remember, it's a feeling where you, you don't see the end. You are just in this, what is it, like a hamster wheel, just going and going and going. You're tired, you know you're tired, but you have to keep going. But of course, we can come up with some solutions. So I've come up with this beautiful acronym, SCAD, S-C-A-D, to help you combat burnout. So S is slow down, slow down. The world will not end if you don't do that one thing. The world will not end if you don't meet that deadline. Most of us have jobs that really aren't that serious. The world won't end if we're not in our job. The world will not end if there's no one in that position. Just thinking about the grand scheme of things, like we, we take our jobs and we are like, I need to do this, this is so important. And especially in education, like yes, education is so important. You're teaching kids, so, 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 so important but it's not the end of the world either. Don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself to perform. Our jobs, most of the time, we aren't really the ones that even are in control of it in a sense. Um, one lady in the article I was talking about earlier, she's a physical therapist and a lot of it, like she has these appointments with her clients, yes, but there's work they have to do on the outside of those appointments and if they don't do the work on the outside of those appointments what they're doing inside of the appointments don't really matter so she's not even fully in control of her client's health her patient's health it's sort of up to them so one slow down take your cape off the world will not end stop and smell the roses that is s c is change something. We all complain about how we hate something. Do something about it then. Apply for another job. Just like you got this job, you can get another job. That's that's just the way things go. So make those changes. Stop complaining about it. I feel like Kim Kardashian right now. Nobody wants to work. And that's the truth. Nobody wants to make the changes that they want to make. They rather complain about it. Do something about it. 
it, I, I, I like to hear from people who are complaining, but they're also being proactive about trying to change something. Don't just complain to an empty space. That's C. A, and I got this one from the, um, the cut article, audit your life. One lady says she had to slow down and like just audit her life. And she asked herself like, what part of you, wait, 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 what part of you is all this work fulfilling? So all the work you're doing, what part of you is it fulfilling? Is your work ego-based? What's the psychology behind you even wanting this particular thing in your life? Actually sit down and think, what's the purpose? Because you don't have to do that job. You do not have to be a lawyer. You do not have to be a dentist. Is it ego-based? Do you feel like you're doing it to make someone else happy? Actually sit down and take an audit. And then the last one, D, disconnect. We are so connected to our jobs. I, when I sat and thought about it, like it was actually sickening how connected I am. Like even thinking about um, work happy hours, that's an extension of work. Your friends from work, you guys are most likely going to talk about work. Some kind of way you're connected to work. So not only just disconnect from work, disconnect from people, disconnect from social media. It's very stressful to be in the know of everything and be in the loop on everything all the time. So those are my solutions. SCAD, slow down, change something, audit your life, and disconnect. Now self-care, of course, was not included in this because self-care is not a way to fix it. Technically, you're optimizing yourself to do more work. You're taking that break, you're taking that breather to kind of enjoy life, and then you get back into it. So if you want to add self-care to it, self-care shouldn't be a ritual thing. So I talked about ritual versus routine before in my highly functioning alcoholic episode. Self-care should be a routine, meaning it's an everyday thing, because you should, you should, be, you should be taking care of yourself. Don't make it a thing where it's a full day. Now, of course, you still can have that, but don't 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 make self care its isolated event, an isolated event. It should be a full thing, a full lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, honey. It's a lifestyle. So, with that, let's close out with our reflection questions and your homework, and then we will end this. Surprise! Your homework is to audit your life. So I just want to read those questions one more time. The questions this woman asked herself, and they were so powerful. Um, what part of you is work fulfilling? Is your work ego-based? And what is the psychology behind you wanting this particular thing in your life? So if you feel burnout, if you feel like you are questioning things, it's, it's, that's good. That's awesome do it. You should question things instead of just blindly going with it. Anyways, that's my time for today. If you are not following me on social media, please be sure to connect with me on social media. You can find me at Big Quiqui or Be A Better Baddie. Whichever one you want to follow, all will be linked in the show notes. There is also a survey down there where I can get more insight onto who's listening to my podcast and what you guys want to hear. So please do that. And then share this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found 
you heard something insightful or interesting or something you even disagree with, share it with a friend. You can DM me, let me know, hey, you missed this. Hey, I really agreed with you when you said this. I am ready to hear it all. And with that, I will go have a beautiful and blessed day. Bye.